Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right before we just started, I told Maddie that uh, uh, a cat that we know who was recently deceased is. He said, "Oh, he's with Sophie, his dog." I'm like, "No, there's a cat heaven. There's a dog heaven." <laughs> his face. I did I that did. just to prove you, just to say you were wrong. But I don't know if there's a dog. I don't know if the heavens are separate. I don't know. Maybe all pet heavens are the same. I. You said it, and I went. I don't even want to debate this. And I thought about it. I'm like, are, is pet heaven with the humans? No one gives a shit about this. Anyway, yo, this is Love is Blind. Love is Blind. Love is Blind. It's Reality Gaze presenting Love is I'm just gonna keep drinking, y'all. This is look love my, is blind. Look at my flow chart that I I I came up with. This is what I was gonna start the show with. Look at it. So, oh, of who's who's fucking who or who likes who? Who's been who's with who? Because I, we always get so confused at the beginning of this, especially so this gonna, first episode. Yeah, I'm gonna make a chart and add to it as we keep going, so it's gonna kind of remind me who's who. Um. <sighs> So at least I one of us will get it right. I don't like this because this is gonna you're gonna get obsessed <laughs> about this. Like it's like when you do the electoral college map during on election day. I really enjoy that. <laughs> you do. You get very I get obsessive about things. Yes, I get obsessive about <laughs> diagrams. I understand things that way. It helps me organize this fragile thing we call life. <laughs> I funny enough though, I actually think. The relationship, I feel like, just in this first episode, um, that the relationships of that people have with other people, besides the person they're dating, are going to come into focus more probably than other seasons. You mean, you mean the rivalry between, let's say, Chelsea, Micah, and Amber? Or really, Micah and the three guys that she wants all to commit to her and say, love me more than anyone. Y'all, I'm, I'm going to bring this. I'm going to start. I'm going to call these now. You have your primary care position, your, your PCP. I'm going to coin something called a PMP, a perfect match potential. <laughs> 
Oh, a perfect. She's going to be on perfect match. Y'all, that's for sure. This is someone who is perfect for perfect match. Um, they. This is where they all go shit out. They. They like some reality demon takes a big dump and sends them into the underworld that is perfect match. <laughs> it is. We're going to be and, doing that as our vicarious. We just haven't had time to do it. And the actual world of Perfect Match is their toilet, where they're all swimming around like little turds. <laughs> you know what? The good thing about us delaying the Bicurious is you've, I think you've watched all of them, right? I have watched all of it. So I'll go ahead, because I'm, I'm peaked now. I, I will watch all of them as well, and then we can talk about the whole season. You, you, just, you just need to go up. One of the best parts of it is you need to get to, like, episode three and four, and then more happens in five and six. And then seven and eight, things get a little slow, and they start kind of repeating it. I just finished it because I needed to. It's not like jerking off that dick where they're taking a long time. You got yeah. carpal tunnel, but you, you've come this far. <laughs> you, you've already got his blister. You might as well pop it. <laughs> might as well pop it. You know, that's the thing. I don't give up. When it gets, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm there in the zone... It's either if there's not if there's not a a, a a little pool of semen in there, I didn't do my job. That's true, y'all. We're this is Love Is Blind, your season four, episode one. Welcome to the pods. We are remote but goat only because I was traveling and about around a bunch of people, so we're just taking a a day or two to be um, cautious. Probably tomorrow we'll be able to be together, but just much to poodle chagrin. But just let yeah. you know that we will be doing most of our Love is Blind in person. So um, just for this season episode, we're remote. Four. We're in season four, y'all. This is the season that is in Seattle. Season four, um, episode one. Welcome to the pods. I we have a gift, be- by the way. I forgot to tell you. Uh, I don't want to say I love when her- you tell me things on. on well, I haven't seen you. I got it right before we went to Vegas. Um but uh, we have a sissy. I don't want to say her name because I'm afraid that she'll get called out because she works at Netflix. And she sent us. Oh, yeah. She said, I told us what to two actual goblets of the, of the love is blind. So shut the fuck up. That was the yeah, gift she, that she sent us two actual gold Netflix. The goblets they use on love is blind. She sent them to us. I am gooped right now. I'm gooped. I'm gooped. so excited to use those. I am too. It came in this little box. You're going to love the packaging on them. They say love is blind on them. You're, thank you, sissy. This starts with a C. That's all I'm going to say. I am gooped. Uh, sissy C, I, I, I'll look around in my DMs if I can find you. Um, yeah, you might be find the one something else there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I will say... I really appreciated this. One of my friends who like used to do porn, he just, for my birthday, he said, here you go. Here's a big pog. And he just sent me a, a fucking like just dick video of him swinging around his dick for his birthday. And I went, well, that's a, that's, that's a nice thing to do for a friend. I don't know if I'd want that from my actual friend. We're not friend friends. Like we're acquaintances. I wouldn't have sex with him because we're both two bottoms, but still it was nice. Does he, does he do like porn still? I think so. I don't know. He's just very sex positive. Also, haven't you slept with the, like, I've never actually slept with any of my friends. How many of your own friends have you slept with? How do you define friend? (laughs) 
I, 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 oh, I think that was what, that was a loaded question. I agree with that. I, I will say <laughs> that's what they call me in college. There goes old loaded question. Loaded question. Hey there, boy. Whoop! I'm dripping. I'm a question mark. Here, here's here's the issue. I would never expect a birthday gift from one of those friends. If that makes sense, I enjoyed it. I, but I, I'm I, that's where I'm saying I'm saying that's the distinction that. But you know what? With gay men, it's like who even knows? Who even knows? Yeah, who even who knows? knows? Anyway, um, it's like sending an HBD. It's ex- it's just sending a BDD. Or I've said HBD before, but I don't know. I I kind of think. You know how I feel about the happy birthday song in general. I actually, I, we, uh, I, I sang it quite loudly and very extra, extraly in at your birthday dinner in Vegas. You did. And there was footage on our Instagram about it. And someone, someone said, wow, that's extra. <laughs> that's poodle. If I'm going to uh, sing it, I'm going to take the high note. It, it's same. All right, back to this. So, y'all, normally as we go along and people start to couple up, we usually break people up into couples. This first this first episode is like Poodle and I at a college football game. It's just everywhere. Pass around. Pass around, yeah. Paulie. Yeah. So we're going to kind of probably go more in the order that but we kind of experience things. I will but, say. Oh God, don't bring up the – don't say this flow chart. My flow chart <laughs> that I'm showing you now really helped. Oh, um, God. Look at it. Look at it. Do you I see, see it? it? I see it. Um, that really helped me because I was confused. Um, what do you think just now, y'all, this is episode one. So a lot of times we don't meet everybody um, in this episode. And I, I hope we get more of Ryland. Ooh, he's hot. Oh, he is. He, we barely saw him. Barely saw him. Yeah. But I think who we we only get I'll, I'll count this for you we get four men and six women uh, we get it extended we see others but and there's a little bit of Jacqueline in there but who never never really came to anything I think we're gonna see her more in episode two um, talk about extra <laughs> I kind of love her though <laughs> um. Uh. But uh, so in general, we only got about 10 ish people. Um, and who knows? Maybe these are the 10 because y'all, you know, their, their habit is they move forward with five couples. Yeah. So um, who knows? Although this is, there's only four. No, that's not true. There, there are four men. So we're going to need at least one other man because we're not doing the, the same sex thing yet. Or, did, we ha- did we have a proposal in episode one last season? I thought we did. I think we did. I thought yeah. we had. Um, I think it Alexa was Alexa and Brayden. And, Bra- and Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. Boy. God, I hate them. <laughs> I Remember, y'all, if you are new to. Are you new? If you're if you kind of coming back, if, you, if Love is Blind is the only thing you watch. Um, since. Since. 
Sorry, I, I had just, to mute. I had to mute my microphone and yell at the the A L E X A because I said her name and she went off, and it was sub and it heard me. So it is giving me like a two minute explanation, and Y'all, you couldn't hear, but I could hear it. I he muted his thing, and I heard and I like he, he was like, and I was like, what's happening? It was because Alex A L E X A was said. Yes, yes. I hate them. Um. I, 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 they're so, they're insufferable on Instagram. Um, there's anyway. not really anyone. I mean, the only person, the only two people are together are Colleen and Matt and Alexa and Brennan. The person that I love the best, honestly, from last season of Love is Blind is I do love, I do love Nancy, but the person that I love the most is Raven. Maybe Raven. because I just, I just related to her so much of just similar experiences, but Raven for me. I did not see that coming. Did not see that coming. Yeah. It was I a, did not like her at first. It was an extremely messy season. Um boy, I was, that's a I will say for it. I was a Raven fan from the beginning. And I know a lot of people weren't, but I I get it. I get the way they were trying to show her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um yeah, I that season was messy, especially the after parts of it. Well, I got to say, though, after Raven, watching all of this now, and just because whatever, but I don't trust anyone anymore on this show. Because remember, we, I thought he was like odd, and the guy Raven was with, I can't even remember his name now, but, um, uh, uh, isn't it funny how SK. it all just goes, SK, but you, I never expected like the level of duplicity that he did to her. Um, I think it's that my my opinion there is we never really got to know him. We never really got to know him. So yeah. now as I'm watching all these men and women, maybe the men more because I'm just more suspicious of the men, but I'm just kind of like, are you just saying this? Are you just so I I feel myself being very suspicious I of going think into that this. Might be a little personal thing. Uh <laughs> So maybe take a, maybe just have a little distance. <laughs> but you know what? This is well, actually. I'm going to ask you to do that. How about I will that? say this. This is a little bit vulnerable moment. And this is what I love about Love is Blind. It's had a lot of, of couples I know say they watch this because wherever you are in a relationship or not in a relationship, you can't help but think about that or bring that into when you watch Love is Blind. And watching it now that I'm out of a relationship, it's a very different experience for me than when I was in one before. Yeah. No, I I agree. Do you have similar things like that? I know you don't have a boyfriend, but I know that you, uh, like, you're trying to get at this guy. You're trying to get this guy to sign a will right now, so you're really in something right now just to get that alimony. Really trying to cut him (laughs) off from his family. Oh, it's proving more difficult than I thought. I know. As soon as soon as uh, what's his name said uh, his mother died, I'm like poodle would have said, "Marry me." (laughs) I kind of I was walking out of the room and I was like, "What?" (laughs) Even though your mother's alive, how old are they? Are they in good health? <laughs> Do they are they involved a lot with your finances? Mm-hmm. If they had to, could they fly here immediately to visit you in the hospital? <laughs> and, and how quickly my- could they get here? 
Do they understand <laughs> complex legal jargon? Stop it! <laughs> no lawyers in the family, right? No lawyers. No lawyers at all. It's better uh, that way. Um, okay. But the one, my big takeaways with this season, with the people we know so far, the four women, sorry, sorry four men and five, six women, and y'all, there are other people, but they tended... What we do on our show is we only are going to focus on the longer sit downs um, when when people are sharing and doing what I what I don't know if we call this, but I've been thinking about a, a way to describe it. It's kind of like victimized vulnerability <laughs> when they shout their traumas at the other person mm-hmm. without. Now, we don't know a lot of times how intense these dates are, but it does feel like they're encouraged to share some type of horrible story. Um, oh yeah. Very much. And it so. feels, it always feels like it's too soon. And the other person has to be there to kind of as a sounding board and say, I'm so sorry that happened. And the other person takes that as that's so brave of you to share that with me. You mean someone I barely know. And it's and in, in a way, it's easier to share something. Real vulnerability is sharing someone where there may be a cost to sharing something with someone. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not that I'm I'm not saying these people aren't being vulnerable, but it's a it's it's a forced vulnerability, and it always feels mechanized. Um, in the first episode, anyway. However, I do want to talk about the one thing we're going to talk about later. With Brett, I don't feel like that was forced. I I agree with you, and I don't agree with you. I agree with you that I think there is a production's hand in it, but I also feel like just, you know, we both have had experience a lot with, like, summer camps and things like that. And there is, when you're in this pressure cooker, uh, trauma bonding happens sooner than normal in real life. Oh, yeah. I think that's a a definitely... but But that said... It's just, yes, you know production's like, hey, did you talk about your brother yet? Have you talked about your mom who was a stripper? <laughs> yeah. So let's get into it. Um, so in general, I think this cast is full of normies, which I really enjoy. It is... The, I will say that for the most part of what we, who we've seen... I mean, they're all good-looking people, but they're good-looking people. There's a few of them that are, like, gorgeous, but they're yeah. all good-looking people that would be in your neighborhood or your hometown. I agree. And it's it's not like – there's not a lot of so – think of someone like Shane from season two. Do I have to? But I'm saying his looks – there was something about him that looked like he's attractive, but he he you don't see people who look like him. Yeah. Um, or I'm trying to think of someone else. Bartise. There's no Bartises here, y'all. Almost yeah. everyone's older. There's Everyone, no Ravens here. That's true. I mean, Raven's, I think some Ravens the, drop dead gorgeous. And Raven the women are gorgeous. The, the women, women are, beautiful. are pretty, but they are, I will say, different body types. And also, we have some of the older daters, oldest yep. daters we've had on Love is Blind. Tiffany is 36. Uh, don't you dare say a bad word about her. Listen, I love her. I'm a huge I love fan. Tiffany. I'm oh, a huge fan. Oh God. Oh God, Tiffany. Oh. Tiffany Van Winkle. 
who just couldn't stay awake because someone sprinkled sleep dust in her eyes while Brett was pouring out his fucking heart to her. Yo, Tiffany's going to be sent sleeping memes for the rest of her life. The rest of her life. She's going to. It's going to be hard to outlive this. Um, but Wait a minute. Is that why they don't have older people on the show? Because they all keep falling asleep. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You're laying on a couch. You got a blanket over you. You're comfortable. What are you going to do? You've had a drink or two. What are you going to do? That's true. My, 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 my stomach's riding up. My, my shirt's riding Your shirt's up. Your shirt's riding up. You're falling asleep. I'm falling asleep. I... I would go on Love is Blind. I realize after watching the show, now that I'm single, I would do it. I think I would become a villain um, real quick. Oh, yeah, quick. you would. <laughs> and I don't think, I, un- unlike other shows where there's a strategy of winning money, I think I would be too competitive and I would not, it's not the kind of show that would do well for me. I would not be liked. <laughs> I think I could do it. I think I would. I think I would. I would think I would do well for the experiment. You think you would find your love? Oh, I would. For I would sure. Oh, I drink the Kool Aid for sure. And then what would happen later on? Oh, he'd probably break my heart. It'd be fine, <laughs> you know. But that's you know. What if you got to the reveal, and uh, and it was Herbe Villachez? <laughs> I don't know who that is. That, that was the little person in who's I think he's passed now in Fantasy Island. Okay. All right. That's a really fucking David dated reference. Look, boss, the play, the play. That's a really yes. dated reference. But I'm just saying, uh I I don't think I I've said this before. If it was if I, I think I would want to see that's that's the difference, I think, why I'm a better suited for this show is that I would I would drink the Kool-Aid of the experiment and say, this isn't about looks. This is about me loving someone for who they are and I'm going to roll with it. And when the thing went up and I saw Hervé Villachez, I would say, I think I left a pan on the stove. (laughs) (laughs) And just take off like the Roadrunner. You would. You would. It's why you're not a great fit for this show. I'm not. No, definitely not. Put me on the traders, Big Brother, the mole, anything that's competitive. I'm not a good fit for this show. <laughs> um, Perfect match, yes. Oh, that's true. Anyway, so, they do, okay. they'll do the gay one, and I'll just like fuck everybody. <laughs> I don't know how they would do a gay one because it'd be hard. It'd be really hard. There, there was there was Francesca who was uh, interested in both men and women, or as she said, everybody. Well, but on Love is Blind, I don't know how they would do that. So, um, but anyway, that's a that's a theory for us to go about. And honestly, this show was too good. I can't believe I'm saying this sh- This episode was too good for us not to go off on tangents about it. It's We've got to focus on this show. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break now so we can just, because uh, this is a free feed show, our first one. Oh, because once we get going, I know. we're not going to stop. That's true. Okay, so for y'all that are wondering, this is a free feed show. Um, for the first this, episode. This, the rest of the season, uh, If you, some of y'all have been listening. We've been on the free feed. We've been dropping season two and Antissa 
patient. patient patient for this episode for season four so um but we after this it will go on the five dollar tier correct poodle of reality yes. plus yes yes gonna go on the five dollar tier that's commercial free with the five dollar money wow uh with reality gays uh it's uh, money well spent it is reality gays for, for the cop for the price of a cup of coffee you're gonna get all his love is blind you're also you gonna can get help our, children yeah well, i'm us. not sally's I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to say her name because she'll die, but we're not no. that person that starts. Yeah. Um, but you can also get old episodes of 90 Day Fiance, Classless. You can also get our monthly Bi Curious episode, which this yep. month we're going to, or when we get it, we're going to be doing uh, the perfect, the, match. Um, perfect match. So that all that's going to get. So you think about that while we go to commercial. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Oh, Lord, let's just get this over with. Maybe Sunrise Surprise? Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals, you know that. Poodle, what are you doing? By the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy when it comes to flowers. I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not enough purple. And don't even get her started on baby's breath. Cool. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes, our Canadian fans love the song we had written for them. And a Songfinch original song won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Cool. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, 
what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a -a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. And y'all, we were absolutely blown away by our song, Finch Song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Song Finch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio-quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free, so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. Let's get into the cast. Let's just dig in. Sure. First person, Chelsea. White woman, fun. I like her. Blonde. I like. I feel like she would play tennis. <laughs> sure. I liked her a lot too. Um, she is. Uh, she is with her first. You know, long sit down is with Kwame. Um, yes. who is a he's uh, cute former soccer player. Ooh, um, good calves, good ass. Had an energy, had an, had an energy, had an injury, and Kwame basically says, "I felt the need to impress based on my appearance as a black man." Um, and then I had I've had people say that um they were they said you couldn't date they were they were they shamed pe- me for dating or they I could not pick up my girlfriend. No, he said he couldn't pick up his prom date. Prom date, that's what I He couldn't pick up his prom date because he was black. Uh, So I want to take a moment, actually. I'm really glad. I think this is the first time they actually talked about race in this way of On Love is Blind. Because he is a dark-skinned. I think he might be right. Yeah, I think he is. He's a dark-skinned black man, uh, which is very different than someone like Bartiz, who's a light-skinned black man. And And he said he was going to use the name Alex. 
he talked you talked about using less, a different quote, name quote ethnic ethnic yeah. but also what i he always says when i meet someone i have to tell them i have a master's degree i have to tell them i'm successful right. like cuz i'm sure i am sure that he gets people that say to him all the time oh you're so articulate when you speak and yeah. shit like that so i anyway i we've talked about it on our podcast about it but i'm so glad now they're finally bringing in this conversation of this takes out race in um, dating on Love is Blind. Unless you're that one guy who's, I forget his name, who's a total douche who is oh. asking the women if they're Asian. Um, God, that I wrote guy. down um, Billy. Absolute tool. Yeah, Billy's not here for long, y'all. Yeah. He's kind of like, he's a less interesting Andrew. Um, I like Chelsea. I like Kwame too. Um, over, I get a little bit of. Um, I need to spend more time with him because I don't know because of, because of the whole, I think because the whole, I'm a black man. And I always tell you, I always yeah, have to you're say, you're on I'm the same page as me. I feel people like he's, had, he's having to people please a lot. I'm with so you. I don't feel like we really know who he is yet. And I do think that's interesting. I think you can draw, not in a lot of ways. I'm not going to call him a cheater. I think you can draw parallels, though, from SK, who is also an educated, dark-skinned black man, and what he felt as far as, like, how he had to present to people. Interestingly, I think it's interesting to combine, compare those two. SK did not share. He shared almost literal Nothing. details, but not a whole lot of emotion. So I do – so I – Yes, that compare and contrast, and that yeah. Kwame, Kwame does seem way more authentic. And I don't. You're so right. We never really knew SK. I don't really feel like I don't know Kwame. It just feels like Kwame is. I'm getting to know him, but only the, the confident parts of himself and the best parts yeah. of himself. Yeah. Um. He basically. So. The next date Kwame has in the I triangle is with Micah. Micah is a perfect match potential. <laughs> perfect match potential. Micah's 28. Um, 26. Oh, uh, yeah, 26. Oh, I can't read that. Yeah. 26. Y'all, this is a fiercely competitive person and does not like, and for her... I'm going to say this now. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. This woman came in here to win. Whoop, 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 whoop. Villain alert, villain alert, yeah. villain alert, villain this, alert. This woman came in here to win and get what she wanted by whatever means necessary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And she is extremely threatened when other women are dating uh, men that she's interested in. And works aggressively <laughs> to try to uh, make her competition disappear. So Micah wants to talk about things like she's an empath. She loves uh. manifest. And Kwame says, oh, yeah, I'm totally into the laws of attraction. Y'all, Kwame is meeting her where she is. Yeah. And, and it's going to be a problem for him because he's going to be we already said before he's code switching here he's people pleasing and and so he's gonna he's gonna attract if not two women possibly three i 
I agree with that. I think if I again, I think I think people the problem with people pleasers, and I know this, I think like three people would like me to love the blind. Maybe not anybody after they saw me, but uh, <laughs> that's me. But no, but you're right because of that people pleasing in him. This is the kind of the genesis of why he gets all, but all these people that like him. But boy, Micah, I don't believe this is a dangerous person for, for, for him. I don't believe person. Yes, it is. I don't believe a word she's saying about absolutely not. No, no. Y'all, this is, we all know this girl. We went to high school with this girl. You, we know who this person is. Yeah, this is someone who who needs to win and beat other women. I can't stand her duck lips either. They're too much filler. <laughs> it's and and she she lets you in. She's the female version of Bartise. That's what she is. And she lets you in when she needs you. That's really a let good in. comparison. That's a very good comparison. Uh, I I think Bartise. Looking back, I think Bartise is going to be a model for all types of bad Love is Blind contestants. Because Bartise was one of the worst. He was bad. Yeah. And Andrew, hopefully we get another Andrew. We're, we're kind of getting there with a little bit of what Zach does. And I'm going to talk about Zach in a minute. Um, uh, yeah. I want to talk about... a little more authentic, but... I, I agree, but also one of these people who I... It's no, y'all, it's no coincidence that Zach is a lawyer. And no. I know we have a lot of lawyer sissies out there listening. Lawyer sissies know lawyers. I will say, yeah. and I'm bringing this up because we're going to talk about it later. Micah says things like, uh, Kwame's already saying Micah's my number one. And whereas Micah's saying, I love talking to him. I love talking to him so much. Um, and... Micah says it makes me nervous to realize well it's on the inside of me and the internal and that's what Kwame does to me um cut to then Paul comes in Paul 28 who's an environmental scientist or or I wrote and let's see if I'm right or aka poodles type (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 he's from New Orleans y'all there's a lot of Pauls in New Orleans Straight boys who think they're sensitive. But here's the thing, y'all. Sadly, Paul's a dick. That he is Paul he, is a dick who masquerades as a nice guy. He gave me the skeeziest fucking yeah. vibes. Whereas, like, you know who he, he reminded me of? And maybe I'll change. He gave me the same feelings we first had when we met Barnett. And the first vibes when we first started to meet mm. Cole, because he's that guy that like everything's cool, everything's great. I love everything. Yeah. Whereas we realized Barnett and Cole actually both, I think Barnett had the actual heart and Cole, because I like Barnett and Cole had just a naivete and not yeah. an emotional intelligence. He need, thought I he think, needed to perform. I think Paul has a bit of that like underneath, I'm going to say whatever I need to say just to yep. win. Y'all, Paul was his mother's favorite son. She might he might have been the only one. He might have been one of several. It is a this is mama's boy talk. You're able to go out into the world. You're having adventures, but mama's still your number one gal. I can't wait till we meet Mama Paul. 
I agree with um, that. And and also because y'all it's this um, yes, it's competitiveness, but he's a scientist. So yeah. everything is not emotional to him. It's all yeah. analytical. It's all what gives him the best optics for the quote best success. This is a dangerous person. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna I want to follow up on what you just said by being a scientist and by being able to regulate his emotions, but sometimes not being able to regulate them. Um this person's gonna get messy with two to three people in the house um, because he's a smooth talker. And uh, he's already talking about my favorite place to go is Italy. And she's like, oh, I love Positano. Y'all, everyone loves Positano. (laughs) So, I mean, it's it's for a good reason. It looks unbelievably beautiful. But he's like, well, when we get married, we're going to go back there. I know, I know that women find, some women find these things either they laugh about it and they're joking this is this is a really really light touch way of grooming Uh, and i hate to use that term but it feels that way i know i got on a kick about this but here i go again future faking it is faking you're right narcissism this is a part of narcissism because not only does he do this with her he does it later on with all the women he's with you say something good and they say, oh, well, when we get married or when he's doing this, y'all, and I don't have time to explain it, but Google future faking. It's on the on YouTube. But this is a classic. And I think he is. It's a classic sign of narcissism. I also will say this person is very intelligent and it makes him even more dangerous. Um, yes, he will become <laughs> he will become a victim. He will martyr himself when yeah. someone upsets him this season right now. Uh, I can picture him at the center of most of the drama between the women. Ding, um, ding, ding, ding. I love this show. And, and it's going to be bad. And women are going to fight over him. And, and Micah is involved. You got Paul and Micah in the same cast. And it's like putting uh, uh, what's the, what's the things that explode together? Someone's screaming. Um, uh, put poop water and poop water. <laughs> Greeny. I don't know. Paul, uh, <laughs> Paul, Paul. Uh, nitroglycerin. It's like it's like nitro and glycerin together. Do you so, think they will get together? I don't think they are. Oh, I do. You think Paul and Micah will get together? Mm-hmm. Well, you saw at the end. He basically, we're going to talk about that as we keep going. Yeah, that's He basically true. says, let's not date anybody else. You know why? Because, or, so I'm sorry, she says that. Because Yo, she, she sees him getting close to Amber. And y'all, so she's basically cutting Amber off at the knees here. She is, she is. I, this, these two people in one season and these... I, I'm surprised. It's like two cats fighting in an oat sack. <laughs> it, 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 it's like, yes, she's getting played yep. by the players getting played by someone else. Did cats ever fight in oat sacks? It's, it's a phrase I've heard, like two cats in an oat sack. You know who used to say that? Fred Kern from UNT. Who's dead now? Oh, I loved him. What a he queen. so gay. <laughs> I loved him. Anyway, so let's move on to our next part participant of La Ronde. <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie La Ronde, it's just with one person, with the next no. man and the next woman and the next man, and they're all kind of like fucking each other, and then did- makes a circle. 
I don't think many of us have seen that movie. Some some French film person just went, ah, they're talking about the moon. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's it's pretentious. Also, Hello Again is based on it. Um, that, oh. Because like okay. one person with the next person. It's a pretty apt comparison, actually. I don't really know the musical. I just know the music. I don't know the book. But you noticed that everyone was like the soldier would sleep with someone and then the wife would go sleep with that other person. You knew they slept together, right? Just for clarity. No, I just know the music. <laughs> I don't know the book at all. <laughs> this is where someone said, I'm not paying $5 for this. Wow. <laughs> I think it was a play first. I think uh -uh. We got to we got to move on. We need to move on. But it's about a circle. They all kind of it's almost like a daisy chain that I did in high school and college. Oh, okay. Now you got me back mm -hmm. with the daisy chain. That makes sense. So, the next suspect in our round is Amber. Like the stone. And Paul is talking to Amber. Paul Nola. And you can tell that did, Paul Do you notice when she said she said, I was named after the stone. And Paul said, oh, yeah, my dad loves stones, too. I was like, your dad did not love stones. Well, here's the thing. You can tell Paul is barely listening because yeah. he says, what's your name? Oh, I just told you, Amber. And so he's like, yeah, I've been studying. Like, I'm an, I'm an I'm a environmental scientist. I studied sharks and I blah, blah, blah. And then he uses the Italy line again. My favorite country is Italy. Oh, I want to go to Italy, y'all. You could fill out. P Paul is like trying to find the least common denominator to bang women. He literally watched Eat, Pray, Love and yeah. said that's how you get a woman. <laughs> he took a class from the pickup artist. He watched that. He watched Under the Tuscan Sun. He was like, okay, I got this. Yeah. Chocolate. He got it. <laughs> Chocolate. That is a fabulous movie. Julia Binoche. So... Amber, we do find out, and I don't know if this has happened on Love is Blind before. I know we've met, we've had people who've been married once. Amber's been married twice before. She's a flight attendant. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she does say, now I know what I want, um, and but at that time I did not know what I wanted. Um, I, I find Amber's at a different stage of her life than a lot of these yeah. people. Mm -hmm. Paul is 28 years old. I don't think he's been married. I would seriously doubt... If Paul has been in extremely long relationships, I would seriously, seriously doubt that. Yeah, I would doubt that. Interesting. Too. Um, again, we 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 talk. We see a little bit of Jacqueline. She is probably going to show up, hopefully, in episode two. I need to see more from her. I need her to be in that final five. They they used her to kind of explain kind of the duds, like this guy Chris who said, "Yeah, I get bloody noses all the time, and I made out with a girl one time, and my nose started bleeding." Um, Great. It's like that when I went on the date with that guy and he said, oh, I'm going to the dentist because I'm working on this issue that I have really bad breath all the time. <laughs> she really, she got a lot of losers. What do you Let's say? Move on. Let's move on to Tiffany and Brett. And y'all, they're in a whole uh, other, they are in, as a, according to my flow chart, as you will see it here. No, I'm sorry. I'm sick of this. They are on the corner, and they're all like in a whole other quadrant. They're only seeing each other. Get Don't, ready, to, bitch! That flowchart is staying around because I'm gonna have to fucking explain it to you. 
don't analyze them because this is all emotional because this is all so this is love do, 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 do. but i'm gonna say it's not it's not that kind of lauren cameron uh i think these are two people who are guarded tiffany not as much brett who is extremely guarded Extremely. She, Tiffany's 36. She's a client recruiter. Brett is 35. He's a design director. And I bring that up because a lot of people don't talk about their work, but Tiffany and Brett both have found a lot of yep. meaning from their work and it gives them a lot of validation that Tiffany's very successful. That's a good Brett point. Is, Brett is not college educated and he ended up building this design career and now designs for, he didn't say the word, but you can tell he designs for Nike. He designs their shoes. And so and they- she- yeah. She basically said later on in one of their meetings that I would have never met Brett in the regular dating world because I would have heard he didn't have a college degree and I would have completely dismissed him. But he is yeah. successful. He has uh, he's worked his way to get there and um, he's worked really hard and now he works at fucking Nike. He's cute, too. She's beautiful. Um, they're she, both good looking. You're people. right. She is my favorite of this season so far. I enjoy I, her. I think they're going to be able, okay after Sleepgate, but we'll see. I don't know. The thing about Brett is he, Brett's he got a lot of it's a lot of trauma. And again, for they're both. This is important, I think, too, just because of what <clears throat> it's really. Black men in America are told not to be vulnerable, and he's a black man. She's yeah. a I, I don't want to say black. I don't know what her race is, but a woman of color. Yeah. And but for him to have this vulnerable moment that's not kind of validated, ooh. I I was worried about that too. Um, yeah. <laughs> y'all, yeah. we'll talk about Sleepgate near the end because that was the very end. It's hard so, to not keep bringing it up because it was gagging. Let's talk about. The next person in the line in the daisy chain, and but actually, we, this oh is, no, this we're is, bringing out is, the flow chart this again. Is a, this is a separate daisy chain. So <sighs> we meet Zach, who basically says, "I'm a stripper," as a joke, and this is someone who's not taking the experiment kind of seriously. You already, you already feel like, oh, this is another dick. However, he starts getting. He's like, "I'm meeting these women. I should really. I don't have much time." I'm not going to, I'm going to stop doing this. And he basically, then he tells, um, uh, starts to, Arena is the woman he's, he starts talking to. Um, he's She's, like, I'm a, Zach, I forget his age, but Arena I didn't is write 25. down the age. Thank you. Um, he's a defense attorney. And he said, I was judging, I, I was judging all these girls and I needed, to, I was joking with all these girls, but I need to take it a lot more seriously. And Zach now, I don't know what meeting this is for he and Arena, but he basically says, this is what I'm calling this kind of like forced vulnerability when the other person just has to kind of sit there and listen to you tell mm -hmm. your trauma story. And again, maybe this is production makes this happen. It's not my favorite thing. I get it it's that it not. makes people kind of, it, it makes people like it sta raises the stakes so high, but it's a, like we've said this before, it's a very forced way to get together. And maybe they just don't have a lot of time. But Well, I like a little bit of what we learned about. So she's young, but for the most part, I like Arena. I like her. She talks about having bad acne. Moved to Russia as a child. She had a bad acne, right. 
But this is before she even meets him. She talks about in her just own talking head moment. She had really bad acne as a child, so it made her insecure. But she, she says, said, but I'm I a think I'm a bombshell. Yeah. And she's like, I really want to go about the energy of someone. She says, I don't care about the physical appearance at all. She said, my face is going to change. My hair is going to change. My body's going to change. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So she is very, I just want to point this out. She, uh, y'all don't pull over. We got a policeman coming. Um, but she is kind of what people, the perfect prototype to be in the experiment. Yeah. I wonder how much that that's true. Um, that's why I say like she presents herself that yeah. way, but she, she gets involved in the drama in the women's quarters. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. So y'all Zach has been, who's been telling people he, he was a stripper says finally to so here's the thing to, to read it. My mom was a single mom. She was a stripper. And uh, we were going through the drive through one time and she didn't have enough money to pay for my meal and she broke down. And she was an amazing woman. She died. It's, it is a, it's an extremely distanced way he's describing it. He's and saying, he's yeah, like, and then what... I went on autopilot and then mm -hmm. I passed the bar and, and I wrote down, is this the editing or just really, really forced vulnerability? I think both. Um, but Zach says, I, I want a whole life dedicated to serving other people, which is, he's a defense attorney. So, and that's when Arena says, I moved here from Russia as a child. My family didn't have much. Sometimes we had nothing to open at Christmas. And again, I feel like the thing about forced vulnerability um, is that then the other person has to open up. So I understand how it's a great tool for your Love is Blind producers, but there's just something about it that feels not good to me. And I, it's weird. I know when it feels real, like when, when Brett opened up to Tiffany, I felt that was precipitated by them talking about marriage. And you don't think this has anything to do with you being a gay man and we wait about seven months before we even tell someone our middle name? I'm not familiar. <laughs> but I'm just, but I'm just saying they don't that need we... to know your middle name. <laughs> they don't need to know my fucking middle name. They don't even know my last name. But I just want to say, I think this is why, like, we joke about it, but why a lot of lesbian relationships, why they bond quickly, because yeah. they get vulnerability much quicker than we do. You'll enjoy this. When um, I had, you know me, I don't put someone's name in my phone for a lot of reasons. For even, and, and the guy I was seeing saw, saw that on, on text, he was just coming up as a number after he had put my name in there. <laughs> and I just didn't want to like go to the trouble of putting his name in. And I said, oh, I'll put your name in there. And, but he, he had noticed. <laughs> And, we, and and I went. You've been dating for like a no, while. No, this is this is a while back. Oh, this, this a while was back. like in oh, January. Oh oh oh. oh, oh. So, so it's been like okay. three months. But still, like when <laughs> when I go on a date, I just want to put their name so I know their name of who they are, just so I don't. No, you the don't wrong know with one date. I don't. It's want avoidant. To I'm aware. <laughs> okay, you said it.
Because what if you go on one date and it's terrible, and what if three months they get drunk or high or whatever the fuck, and then they text you like a dick pic, and you go, oh, that looks like a good dick, and then you say, yeah, let's do it, and then you show, show up, and it's the guy you went on the date with. That was terrible. You know, that's happened before. So, but, <laughs> but I, I can always scroll up and figure out who it is. Oh, see, if I don't go on a date with, maybe I don't need to do that. If I go on a date with someone I don't like, I'll just delete their number. But you're right. I shouldn't delete their text history. No. Why do you Good delete call. their number? Because I'm like, I'm done. I don't need you. I'm done. I'm out. That's true. I don't delete. I don't block their number, though. Why no, would I you? Delete. What I if they delete. have to tell you they have an STD? Not saying this ever happened to me. <laughs> this is getting too real. We need to move on to the show. So, uh, <laughs> Zach basically says, so I had people in my past that I was in love with and their family judged me because of how I was raised. And y'all, Arena's super into him. Oh, yeah. Um, the next, the part in the love triangle now, the triangle of sadness, great film, by the way, didn't win any Oscars, but I loved that film. Um, Dolly DeLeon, that it was the one, <sighs> one, one Rob, I think, uh, I, that I was shocked that, that she did not get an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress, but the Best Supporting Actress field this year was extremely crowded. So, I get it. We already talked about this on Darcy and Stacey. That's true. All right. I love Triangle of Sadness. You can, you, I think you can see it on, right now, you can see it on Prime. It's a fantastic you know, movie by Ruben Usland. They're not paying for a sponsorship. I wish you would. I'd pitch, I'd pitch your movie. Um. Anyway, then Zach sees Bliss, and Bliss is a fisherwoman from Alaska. Alaska. And Zach is already saying things like, "You're a ten on an intellect, y'all." This is a lawyer. This guy knows how to rope him in. He may, this guy might wind up proving me wrong. Maybe. Um, I don't I, think, I don't think Michael will. Um, I, no, I don't think Michael's going to prove you wrong. I don't think Paul is either. I think yeah. this guy, I don't know if Zach is a bad dude or if he's just fucking wounded. That's, that's what I, I agree with you. I'm not sure. Um, but, and y'all, so then we're in this weird place where he's like, so what's your favorite song? And I go, okay, now we can really get some stuff from people. Anytime. I can't hear it. You muted it. It won't play. Something's wrong with my phone. <laughs> You're, this is ridiculous. I was trying to play I Hope You Dance. Okay, you need to edit all that shit out. All the the dead air. <laughs> Lord. Cut. <laughs> Here, I'm going to play it. Cut. It's because I'm in my headphones. Well, let me do it. Here. I'll pull it. I'm going to pause it. I'm going to pee real quick. Oh boy. It's a long intro. This is a long intro, boy. Just get to it, Leanne. 
I hope you dance. All right, we get it. This is you- I Want Your Pussy song. This is an I Want Your Pussy song. Come on. I, Come on. I mean, that song was very, very, very popular. It kind of feels like someone saying, you know, my mom loved this song. Loved this song. You know, that Titanic song. And she goes, yeah, I know all the words to that. You knew all the you words. You know to all the, the words <laughs> to my heart will go on. Yeah. Wow. I do, too. I went. That song was a fucking massive song. Now, do you think they both sung it and the camera cut away because of rights issues? Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I know that people at home are very upset. I don't know if it's it's illegal to sing the first, to sing it, not play it. It might not be to, to sing it. I don't know. Maybe they can't sing. All I know is it's fucking like, again, it's literally like saying, what? You know every note to the Star Wars theme? Or, you know what my favorite song is? What's that one that sounds like, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star. (laughs) How I wonder what. I think that's my favorite song. Sing that song I like. Row, row, row Row, your boat. boat. That's a Troll 2 reference. Sorry if you've never seen that. Sing that song I like. So this was such garbage. I... But it almost felt like he had like studied her beforehand. That's what made it weird. But depending on when his mother died, it could have been the song that was popular at the time. Right. So it it could make sense. Again, I don't know. I'm dead inside, going- so I don't care. Yeah, she's crying about it though. It's that is a beautiful song. And but for um, her, she's like, that was the song that my mom dedicated to me. And and they can both sing it from memory. And and then he's like, a moment in serendipity. We had a moment. And Bliss is like, I need a hug. Can I just say, though, I actually like that, that uh, she was crying. She walked out of, the, out of the pod and she turned to the other women and she said, I need a hug. Y'all, I just, a lot of times, sometimes we do need a hug. Not or no, if it's you're true. Poodle, you don't need a hug, but some people do it. I'm glad that she asked that. But she's crying um, and there is. So they've trauma bonded now. Yeah. And then we get this montage of they're doing face mask. And there's somebody named Ava and JP. Like we kind of see. Ava is the, th- Ava's the official black woman on this season because she's never chosen, but she's always talking to the women. <laughs> Remember there the, always the is black that woman, woman last season who is always everyone's confidant. Yes. Ava, Ava is every woman's confidant. And I don't think she's going to be chosen. I don't think so either, but there's always, um, there is, uh, they, they did explain this season. They didn't really do this last year. They just kind of showed us, but this time they say, they say that they have games they can play together. They have Mm -hmm. music they can listen to. There's all these activities they can do in the pods. Yeah. So that kind of explained. So, which basically means they're glossing over it. So, now, Micah is talking about how she's excited about Kwame and she's ta- excited about Paul. And then, so she goes into a pod meeting with Paul and we hear Paul saying, 
I want to pick you up and I want you to put your legs around me and make out. And that's a, <laughs> again, that is, you don't look at it, but that is future faking. And yeah, it also no, I, is this. It's, you're right, exactly right. Go ahead. Because he's talking about when they get out of the pods. And also, this, I just want to talk about the difference of the way, like, I think the way Kwame talked about how he would have sex with Chelsea and how they would be intimate was so that was way hot. more. But it, it was hot because it was a way more authentic way of connecting. Whereas Paul, you can tell you're so right. He just wants to fucking bang her. Yeah. Like when he was talking about the, the, the song, it was all a pickup line. No, Zach was talking about the song. Oh, whatever. Fuck it. That's I, that's, I, that's gonna happen. They're they're playing. You look at your flowchart. <sighs> that's that's why I made it, y'all. Poodle's flowchart because I want to make you do it. Uh, it's gonna be posted on Instagram. <laughs> yes, you might want to. It's a good idea. You, you might want to take a picture of it for either for maybe each episode or maybe at the. I need end. to clean it up. Yeah. Why don't you color code it as well? It helps people. Ooh, don't tempt me with a good time. the more i can organize y'all and i've got stars by the ones who have more than one person attached to them and right now that's kwame micah uh paul and zach all right so we meet brett and tiffany for kind of like their 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 official official and they're wearing teal Matching shirts, yes. Yeah. And th- that's when we mentioned this before. They were talking about, and she said, you know, they said they told me I had great lips for the flute. They told me that too. Um, oh, Lord. Uh, but I chose to play the skin flute. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> Tiffany, who went to the drums. She was the drums. Poodle said, no, I, I know a flute that's calling mm-hmm. my name. I know what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. My embouchure speaks for itself. That, uh, I bet, I bet you so. I bet you so many guys talk when you are sucking their dick. Talk about the way your lips look, and you just play all into that. Fuck yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I practice my flute sardonic smile. <laughs> My wow. Woodwind Methods teacher said, your mouth is actually perfect for the flute. <laughs> oh. I'm like, yeah, some, sometimes you're born to suck dick. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> Jaybird. God, you can't say that. I can't say that. I thought you were, I thought you were born to... I don't know. No. Uh, so... He basically, and Brett, because they're talking about this, Brett says, you know, at a weird time, and this is, this is not forced vulnerability. He wants to share with her because they have enough emotional capital between them to explain a little bit of his childhood because she just shared hers. Yeah. That's the difference between the forced vulnerability that we've seen before. I really want to be careful in drawing and in, in drawing these and showing how they're different. Um, because it made itself super apparent to me in this episode. Yeah. And it's a problem we've had. You know what it is? It's a problem like when Bartise told that story, that long meandering story about his father and his other 
mistress and Raven was doing calisthenics. I'm like, well, I was bored too. Now I'm glad she was. Um, I, you know what? I, I, I said that and, and I was rebuked for saying that. And I'm, I was team Raven from the beginning and I still am. Um, so basically he said, when I was in fifth or sixth grade, my family started degrading and our power and water were turned off and I couldn't have people over because I was embarrassed. And, uh, and, and just this was, and it turned, and he said it turned him into what I liked about this, that what I think was different is, and and I, if I can add a bit of specificity, if I think of why this felt like authentic vulnerability rather than just reporting to trauma bond Mm -hmm. y'all. And this is something to be aware of when someone starts bombing you with, with vulnerable vulnerability, bombing you, um, Sometimes they just report something happening and they just tell the story and that's it. That's not the best sign. But when someone like Brett tells you a story and then says that turned me into a quiet kid, quiet kid, it made me withdraw. It Mm -hmm. really helped. He talked about how that affected him emotionally and explains that that is a more authentic. And then he said, that's what helped led him to designing shoes. Someone saw him on Instagram and now He's at Nike. Anyway. And she says, you're an amazing person. And that is so authentic yeah. from her to hear that. And and I, I teared up at that moment. And Oh, God. And that's when she said I wouldn't have dated Brett because he doesn't have a college degree. And I would have, I would have immediately dismiss that being who I am. Um, so, y'all, let's move on to some house drama. This is like facts of life. And Micah is Blair. <laughs> girls! 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 Please stop fighting! Girls! Girls! Tonight, last night, Snake took my virginity. <laughs> wow. So, y'all, Amber literally is talking about Paul in the room. And, and basically... Amber and and guess who Micah hears about it and is very evident and Amber's super into Paul. Yeah. And Amber considers or sorry, Micah considers this a huge threat. So the next date, y'all, the editors are not fools here. The mm-hmm. next date is between Micah and Paul. And y'all, she is immediately, and I don't know if we've seen this before. Oh, we we've haven't. seen it. We've seen it a little later, I think, in the dating pool where it's obvious certain people are dating and also can i just say it's understood that that's going to happen in this type of experiment and no one actually takes it they get no one blames the other women right or the guys don't blame the other men no for finding attractions this is a whole different thing yeah micah is is involved with not necessarily telling the other women that she's going to do this, but she is in there to stomp out attraction. So she says, so how you feel about Amber? Uh, I think well, she's great. She's interesting. Things align. Um, whatever. Whatever. You're supposed to be talking to me. You're supposed to be talking to me. She literally says that. <laughs> we should have done this as a theater now that I'm thinking about it. Oh my God. You're, st- you're supposed to be talking about me. Eh. <laughs> um, and they start 
talking about like what would you would you what would you do you know when you're gonna die (laughs) and he's like yeah and it's just these she's not trying to get to know him at all it's all absolutely not these at this point they shouldn't be asking general like first date cards you see on speed dating did you hear her say i'm all about finding the little romantic things in my life this is all all in the in the category of manifesting fine and 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 like being present all of the things that you read in your like darcy uh calendar every single day yeah that's That's what they were going there no offense to darcy none Uh. taken so, uh, and even Chelsea is talking about this in the girl's house. I did not expect to be dating in this way because I think she gets this vibe from Micah. Yeah. That, uh, and she's like, I, I don't trust Chelsea. Or I don't, I'm sorry, I don't trust Micah. I don't trust that girl, basically. And what's dangerous is that Chelsea and Kwame seem to have an authentic connection yeah, but Kwame is also because he's too honestly. Maybe he is just too nice of a guy and people pleasing. He is drawn into fucking Micah as well and thinks yeah. that's real. Well, she's extremely manipulative. Um, oh yeah, and so y'all, Kwame and Chelsea are talking, uh, and he's like, "I just love it when women are wearing that Calvin Klein underwear." This is an extremely sexual scene. Chelsea's about to start finger banging herself and gooshing on the couch. It's hot. Uh, and Chelsea says, I want a spirit, spiritual connection with my husband's body. And y'all, he almost whips it out there. He said, I feel like I have, I, I want, and she's like, when you do make love or how do you, and he's like, oh, it's like a soul to soul. Oh my. Oh my. Anyway. Oh my. I love that band. Soul to soul. Soul to soul. Soul decision? Soul Soul decision. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Faded. Feel it, feel it, but I feel all right. Thinking about oh, making my move I like the way you're making me move. I like the way you're making me wait. At the end of the night, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That video was hot. That video, was, that video was part of my sexual awakening. What wasn't? <clears throat> so I always y'all. loved it in the nineties. I'm sorry, I have to say this. I always loved it in the nineties. Whenever someone would sing in the song, they like in that song where they say, Girl, you know you want it and you know I got it. If I dated a guy <laughs> now, it, that would like so if I dated a guy now and we were on a date, he was like, Boy, you know you want it and you know I got it, I would go, Because a little You're boy so easy. <laughs> Uh, that's what they called you in college. <laughs> there goes easy, but I claim it. Um, so y'all, Kwame and of course Micah uh, are having a date, and Kwame even says, "Okay, it was kind of miraculous how Micah turned this around." Oh, oh, it was like she. I'm terrified of her, and props, mad. Respect. I kind of want to go study with her. <laughs> yeah, she went to an Olga Pudelskaya type of school, Love is Blind. Kwame starts the conversation with saying, so I want to be transparent with you. I have a very strong connection to someone else. Full stop. She's like, oh. Oh, yeah? Well. And Kwame's like, if I was to write down a list that of the perfect girl, it would be her. 
And y'all, she interrupts him when he's talking about that was that was the craziest thing. That's where I gasped when she interrupts him talking about trying to explain himself. She's like, "Well, is it that she validates me more than you, or is it she validates you more than I do? She reciprocates feelings." He's like, "She, yeah, yeah, point blank, yeah." And she also said earlier, she said, "She's like, I wonder how it's escalating so much with her." If you feel like you have such a connection with me. So again, she's making it. How can you have this with her if you're connecting with me? Yeah. that's And that's not the way Love is Blind works. No. And she no. says, she's like, well, when it comes to something this big, I hope you follow your heart. Not, not your what heart. will feel good. Follow your heart. Not what will feel good now. And he says, and because he's so fucking just emotionally like wants to be loved. You can tell. Kwame yeah. says, do you feel like we have something that could last? And she says, oh, I see a future with you 100%. And I wrote down, this chick is so competitive. She'll do anything to like cut off the other women at the knees. And and Kwani says, I'm so sure about you. So we've already gone away, which makes me worry for Kwame. It makes, um, th- th- can we talk about this a little bit? Because this is where I went. That's that whole, I don't trust anyone right now. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Do you not trust yourself or are you switching on a dime like this because you're a duplicitous person? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. So then he says, I guess I want to propose earlier. So we're already here. I went, what the fuck? She, her mouth drops and she's like, gunk. And anyway, uh, she brings up. And she the- says, she validates that by saying, I love to hear that. And that makes me feel so good. In the next breath, she In says. In the next breath, you know, I'm kind of having feelings with another person, but he's like a slow burn, and I need to investigate it thoroughly and flesh that out. So literally, she's having the same things he started with, but she's saying, "Instead, where she shamed him and said he was like weird for feeling that way, she's feeling the same way." And then she effectively neutralized tried to neutralize the other woman he's talking to. And yeah. so, and then... she Because she immediately goes back to Arena when she gets into the woman's quarters. And then she says to him, I'm falling for you. And then, jokingly, don't go falling for anyone else or I'll beat your ass. I, 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 I don't... Ah, just kidding. I don't know... Does this woman know she's going to get the villain edit? Does she have any idea? No. No. I don't think she does. No. I think it's ironic. She said, you need to not take what you feel good now. You need to think about the future. Right. Actually, I think that's only what Micah does is what she's worried about now. So back in the ladies' house where lots of shit goes down, Micah is talking to Arena, um, and Tiffany talks about falling for Brett, and... uh then and she basically walks in whereas with him she's like oh my god i love hearing that she walks up to all the ladies and she said he just told me he basically wants to promote propose and the women say oh he's just trying to nail you down she's like yeah i know right like i can't do that like she acts almost kind of like put off by him (laughs) you know what i didn't do anything y'all this woman's gonna be so hated (laughs) yeah yeah. Like I don't I don't think she realizes that 
she is like this is like major Regina George industry or uh, energy. I just yes, said industry. yes, yes. It, it, yeah, I knew what you meant. Yeah. Um. So Tiffany and Brett have another crazy, wonderful date of. She says, "Sometimes I picture in your head, and I can't wait to meet you." And and that's when we hear the brother story, um, which she's talking about um, seeing me. And you, you, this is a part where he says he's explaining why he might not be so willing to pursue something right away. Because he's worried and of it going away. Props to him for even doing this experiment. Uh, I really like him. Part of me thinks this might have been a little too soon for him. I don't know how long this was. It um, feels very close for him. Yeah. Um, not, but, yeah. But, um, uh, and the, he said, my oldest brother dated someone for 10 years before getting engaged. So already he's he's putting that on whatever relationship this is. And he says, you know, at 3 a.m., I called him, his fiance called, haven't seen him, the brother, and the brother had an, an accident. And he's like, and the, what crushed me is when he said, instead of a wedding, we were having a funeral. And mm. I wrote down, holy shit. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. And he said, that made me consider my mortality. And y'all, Tiffany's just listening. And she says, I'm not scared. Because he's worrying about having a relationship. And if what if something happens? You know, yeah. that kind of fear. Brett's bringing a lot of fear into this, which makes me worry a little bit. Yeah, me too. Um, and she said, I'm not scared. I'm hopeful. I will try my hardest to make this work. And Brett just says, I'm so into you. And I go, oh, be good to me. <laughs> I love them. I love, I really like him. I love them They're both. my favorite. Hopefully they can escape Sleepgate. I hope, yes, I hope so too. Tiffany Van Winkle, bless her heart. Um, so we get a little bit of Paul and Amber. He's got a bunch of New Orleans Mardi stuff. Mardi Gras, there's boas and flowers. Again, with all the sexual things. Do you sleep in the nude? And she was like, no. Um, and they're talking about like if he's into other girls and he's like, uh, it, it, basically anybody's on the table except for Blit, whatever. They're just kind of making small. Yeah. The, then uh, Paul says, like, I'm not nervous about what you look like. And she says, well, I just am ready to go down the aisle again. He goes, what, again? And she talks about marrying a fool. And see, I like Amber because Paul says, have you ever cheated on a spouse? Because uh, he cheated on her. And he asked her, have you ever cheated on a spouse? And she said, no, I haven't. She's like, you know, but I could see, like, if I'd stayed in that relationship, how things could have gone right. in a very human way. And Paul totally goes, well, that's a red flag. Oh, when, I, when he said that, it felt like such a betrayal because she was literally spilling her guts to him. Yes, it was so it was, human. It was so judgmental. And and she went, I and this is the thing. I really I like Amber. She said, I, I feel anxious. And he's like, I'm sorry. She said, You should be. And he should be. He should be. He should be. He is a dick, y'all. I'm sorry. He might be cute to y'all. He's he's kind of cute to me. He's a dick. I'm so uh, saying that now. We're gonna see him with his shirt off, and you're gonna be into him. He is very much your type when you were 27. Yeah. I don't. I honestly don't think there's anyone who's like super my type 
this season. Maybe Brett. Brett is think Brett is the hottest guy to me. Oh, um, I'm so into Brett. Yeah. Um, Ryland was cute, but we although don't know much Ry- about we him. haven't seen anything about Ryland. Uh, Whoa. After that. So, uh, and that later on, y'all, um, the arena is gushing over the flowers that Amber and you could already see Arena she, and Micah have become mean girls together. Okay. So I started to like Arena, but like she kept going on and on and on about the fucking flowers. I was like, get off that. And then y'all, this is the thing about someone like Micah. If they sense similar um makeup in someone else, they'll bond with them and they will create a double headed monster. And that's what Micah and Arena are creating. And they're like, oh, my God, it's so cute. It's so cute. It's so cute. It's so cute. So cute. It's so cute. And Micah just says, oh, she went on a date with Paul. Look at all these little things. Look at her little things. And then they start making fun of the Mardi Gras thing. Yes. Right there. Calling it, calling it stupid. And say- I don't know if we've seen this level of cattiness. It's not going to be good because one thing, especially on Love is Blind, the women usually come. This happened a lot on season three. Oh the, yes, the, the women come together, and there becomes like a girl code and a bro code, and they all support one another. Mm-hmm. And this is going to get aired uh, once they meet again. And remember, in season two, the woman who broke girl code was Shayna, and it did not go well. It did not go well for Shayna. Yeah, Shayna with her eyes. Hmm. Mm. That's who Micah reminds me of is Shayna. Um, yeah, they're but a little more dangerous. <laughs> more dangerous because Shayna was kind of a loner and she acted all on her own. But Micah will bring and collect. And also, Shayna was different. Shayna saw one guy and wanted the one guy. She was fine if the other guys didn't like her. She just wanted. That's true. Whereas uh, Micah, like you said, Micah wants to win. She wants to win. Um and. Kwame is talking to Paul, and he's like, yep, Micah's my number one. Paul! And, and <laughs> Paul! Paul! Sorry. We, we got to go get, <laughs> get, get some, gotta get, take some stuff to my mom. I got to bring her a nice tea. Paul! God damn it, Paul, I'm hot! <laughs> I can tell by the bangs uh, sh- shellac to your forehead, mama. <laughs> Golly, back when reality gaze was just... Mm. It was a fun time. Uh, fun so, time. y'all, Micah and Paul are in a date, and already the first word out of well, it was edited. First word that was edited was so. Micah says, "So, have you? Are you over there telling Amber that you love her?" And Paul's Ugh. like, uh, "You know, who do you who do you see?" And she's like, and Micah says, "Well, I fell in love. I feel like you're not all in with me." And y'all cast doubt on what someone is and someone like Paul will have to backpedal. And that's what she's doing. It is a genius devil move. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And y'all, he's like, well, who do you who do you see yourself seeing yes to? And he and 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 she's like, you, you. (sighs) And y'all. Because when he even says like, well, I have time. She's like, well, I feel like that's not exactly what I want to hear. Oh, she literally wants all y'all. She just went through. She wants all the guys. And so then they get to this place where they're kind of talking and she says, well, it's really clear to me that that person is you for me. 
Yeah. And Paul says, and he's, and then, and then Paul basically says, "Sorry, Kwame, I'm going to have to choose my me this time." And he's like, "I guess I have to talk to Amber, y'all." The next thing out of Micah's mouth. Can I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I, I said ahead. the next thing out of Michael's mouth. Micah's mouth gave me chills. She's like, "Well, if you're a hundred percent going to do it, you you just need to like do it quickly." Um, it was totally Lady Macbeth. Screw uh-huh. your courage. The sticking place. Tell her right away and break her heart. I never want to push someone because they're scared of the outcome. And I went, you just did. <laughs> you just did do that. She's a spotted and you got and didn't you She's feel a like, gargoyle. She's awful. Like Paul that the Paul and Micah, didn't it feel like this is supposed to be them saying I love one another, but didn't it feel joyless to you and just full yeah. of fear? And it felt like they were about to go kill someone. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've just seen Macbeth too many times. <laughs> Even when he said, well, now I have to tell Amber, why is your reaction so soft? Are you going to drag it out? And like, not, you should do it at the beginning when you talk to That's her. That's what right I'm at saying. The beginning. Right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Felt like, she's like, and tell me about it. Can you record it so I can hear it? And then he <laughs> said, she's not going to take it well. And she goes, aw, and smiles. Did you notice that? Yes. This person is awful. She smiled at another woman's pain. Oh, yikes. Y'all, if that wasn't enough, I thought that was like, what else well, can happen this episode? Amber, I'm sorry, Micah, Micah has no idea what she's in for. She's going to do one of those Danielle from uh, Love and Paradise slash Toe videos. Like, you all think, you? I've seen the hate that you dispense for me, and like, uh, you're not me. It's very junior high energy. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that video? Danielle. I choose not to watch it. I can't. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, bitch, have a million seats um, because you're not that famous yet. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> so Brett and Tiff, this is the big takeaway, y'all. She, um, she, he gives her a little white shoe. I expect a proposal. And I did too. And he's like, this is represents the beginning, and like. Choosing, finding what makes you happy. And Tiffany says, I already feel like I'm in love with you. And Brett says, I don't really use those words, but I feel like we're the perfect match. And, and, and. <laughs> Y'all, if you didn't watch it. But go she back. doesn't snore. It's just she, quiet. She literally falls asleep on the couch because we even when he said she said the word love, you see him kind of jolt, and he says that's just hard for me to say. So he says, "Lou, this is hard and vulnerable for me." And then he starts talking about we're the perfect match. She falls asleep. He keeps saying her name. He's like Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. She doesn't wake up. He finally gets up and leaves, and he walks back to the men's quarters, and he's telling them what happened. And they're like, "Yo, that's cold. I'm done." He said, "And then I'm done." Blackout. I didn't watch the next episode. I was good. I know you already had to watch. I may have watched the next five minutes. You can't wait. I didn't say it. That's the episode, y'all. This and was really long. then Cocaine really Bear comes in <laughs> and wakes her up and mulls her. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew Cocaine Bear was a contestant? Who knew? There she is again. And the Cocaine Bear was wearing Elizabeth Banks' terrible dress from the Oscars. <laughs> This. 
again, I love I love Elizabeth Banks, y'all. God, it it hurts me when people I love wear terrible things. It hurts well, me. It wasn't good, but she's probably mad that she's not uh, hosting Press Your Luck like that other Elizabeth Smart. <laughs> <laughs> She's a producer on that show. I, she, uh, I, love, I love Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks' his career. I She's love fucking it. boss. Remember where you were? Remember when, y'all, you're an OG sissy if you remember when Maddie confused Elizabeth Banks and Elizabeth Smart. I feel like that the heavens opened up for me <laughs> in that day. It was like giving me, it was giving me food of the gods, like ambrosia <laughs> rained down upon me because I call, I was when I calmly said, I think you're meaning Elizabeth Smart, or I think you're meaning Elizabeth Banks because Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped from her home and played the harp. <laughs> I thought Elizabeth Smart was, was a prisoner and a potential uh, wife. Potential. potential all right potential that's it y'all that's where we i'm exhausted but in a good way this is a good talk i am excited about this season i'm very um, excited about this season i'm sure change <laughs> yeah uh, yeah we loved uh we love uh, uh what's his name and a-l-e-x-a <laughs> we loved brennan and and uh alexa yeah, Alexa, thank you. Alexa, um, we'll say Alexa. Yeah, that it didn't go off. Yeah, we love okay, them we'll and that sure change. Ugh. Boy. And you know, I had to block them on Instagram. I did too. You didn't love you loved uh you love uh, uh whatever her name is, uh the one who got cheated on, um Pilates. Raven. And I didn't and then I do. And I loved Nancy at the beginning, and you didn't love Nancy, and then we both. Didn't. So it's like, yeah. So it just shows you there's a lot of flip flopping on Love Is Blind. So if this yeah. is your first season of Love Is Blind, y'all, buckle the fuck up because they're gonna take you on a fucking ride. Yeah. I still think Micah is gonna be an absolute demon. <laughs> you know, I'm not a betting person, uh, but I would bet money that she's gonna stay true on this one. Micah and Paul, I, I, I think are gonna cause absolute havoc. Um, this season. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. That's your love is blind. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to continue, because all episodes that dropped today on Netflix uh, are 24 hours ago, episodes one through five, I believe. We have binged all of them as five. well. Yes. And so you can binge these episodes on our Reality Gaze Plus at our You can do it right tier. now. Yes, on our Patreon or our Supercast. You can listen to all of those. Just go to realitygaze.com and you'll see the link for that. Or if you're listening on the free feed on your show notes, there's a little link you can click on on your show notes. That will take you to that. Again, if you want to do the $8 fee, you'll get all of our free feed shows commercial free. for your And the cringe tier. Your you're going to get Love get, After Lockup. Yep. Uh, moving into... You, me, and my ex, seeking brother, husband, extreme sisters. Um, you're gonna get a lot of trash that you shouldn't be watching, but you are anyway, and your husband yeah. judges you for it. Cocaine bears, vault of oddities. No, we're not doing. <laughs> don't don't promise something we might have to deliver on. That's not a show. We I just need enough. to say cocaine bear as much as I need to. I know. God, I miss anyway, cocaine. <laughs> 
We need to move on. All right, everybody. Oh, God, I'm so scared of what you're going to say. Don't do cocaine after 30. It's not good. Poodle, I just need to end this. And I need you to tell me, what is a question we're all going to hopefully get answered by the end of this season? What is it, Poodle? In Vanessa Lachey's voice. Is love blind? Love is blind. Fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.